0: Mother's Day special, redefining stay-at-home mom, when the line is blurred. This is Becoming Parents, your survival guide for modern parenthood. I'm your host, Louise Lee. To get our latest episode preview or news updates, follow us on Instagram, Parents, or Twitter, Parent one In this Mother's Day special episode, we have a social media influencer Samantha talking about her experience as how a surprising pregnancy helped her to reimagine motherhood, redefine the role of stay-at-home mom, and how to utilize technology to find the balance between career aspiration and family responsibility. We are also going to discuss different stigmas that stay-at-home mom faces versus working mom faces and how the blurred line between work and family life can have a potential push for corporate culture shift. Here with me today is our guest speaker for Mother's Day special, Samantha. Samantha, welcome.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. So Samantha, you're in Virginia right now. How's the weather?
1: Oh, the weather's great. I walked outside to get something from my car. And I am in shorts and a tank top, and I thought I would be freezing, but it's so, the weather is just so perfect right now. We're gonna probably go find a trail to walk today because my child needs some um, energy expelled.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You have an 18 months old uh, little boy, right?
1: Little girl. Her oh, name is sorry, Tora. little girl. <laughs> my mistake. That's okay. That's okay.
0: <sighs> Uh, Well, I understand that that you're mainly stay at home. So tell us about your story of of your new motherhood.
1: So I actually became a mother by surprise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, um, unexpected pregnancy, unexpected life plans. Um, I was actually a senior in college at um, at my university. I was finishing up my degree in marketing. Um, I was also studying music. So there was a lot of time demanded from me with rehearsals and whatnot so when I when I found out that I was pregnant I was at that time it was the end of my second to last semester I was finishing up exams and um, I actually come from a very religious and heavily Christian household Mm -hmm. Um, so a surprise pregnancy is just kind of like the worst possible thing you could do.
0: <laughs> it's like everybody's attentions on you, and then there's a yeah. lot of discussion. I can't really imagine.
1: Yeah. So, and I have a big family. So everybody was like trying to do like, uh, just a really quick like, what do we need to do? What's happening? Is she gonna have to move back home? Because I was living two hours away from all of my family at the time. Um, but I have an amazing partner. His name's Corey. When this happened, there was a lot of decision making that I had to go and. To action right away because this wasn't gonna stop. This wasn't just gonna be put on pause. It was like, okay, here's life. It's happening. We gotta do it now. Um, so eventually, you know, we had her in November of 2018, and it was the best. It was the best thing to ever happen to us. Even today, I I still thank I thank her and I thank my partner and I think I thank all the people in my life who helped me through it. Um, But it was at a really uh, difficult time because I also graduated Mm. a month after she was born. So I was doing finals. I was, you know, trying to stay sane (laughs) and also trying to be a good mother at the same time. Um, I kind of became a stay-at-home mom out of necessity. I didn't, I I had just graduated. So finding a full-time job with an infant was not really within my scope it, I mean obviously I could have applied to jobs I could have put myself out there but I really wanted to take the time to kind of settle into this role of a mother because I was not planning it I did not expect it and I didn't want to just like throw my life oh all like all different kinds of places with a new child in of my course. life
0: it's a, it's extremely difficult to cope uh, you know, a new baby, especially you're so new to the motherhood. Uh, mm-hmm. I know in U.S. actually the maternity leave provided by the corporate varies state by state, but it's a relatively short in comparison to Canada. So in Canada we have corporate plus government subsidized maternity leave of one year previously. Now it's up to 18 months. I think in, in U.S. It, it, there is more conversations about you know how long the maternity leave should be uh, in order for uh new mothers to recover physically and mentally and be prepared to mm-hmm. regain their energy and then devote into the career path. but nevertheless i think you're doing wonderful because uh you yeah. have since then uh, explored a different path and you have actually started building a career while being a stay-at-home mom
1: yeah so i started creating content more frequently than just kind of like oh this is what's happening with my life here's a beautiful picture Please like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been kind of a more intimate conversation with the people who follow me, who are mostly friends and family. And so I like to address them as friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've started to really love sharing my experience with all of this, all of the, the surprises of motherhood, all of the transformations that's, that I've been going through. And I feel, I'm starting to learn now that it's never going to end. It's never going to stop. Um, Every step of the way, learning about yourself and learning about your child and learning how to be a partner in this relationship where we're parenting together, it's going to be changing and growing forever as long as we are doing this thing together. So So you're trying
0: to share the information that you have learned throughout this journey with other people uh, and then can be potentially helpful and useful to them. At the same time, you're also building a personal brand through all these Mm -hmm. social medias. So um, what do you see yourself, you know, uh, by doing this? What is the the end goal for it? Or is this some kind of a journey that you're exploring and uh, you're still trying to find the answer for it?
1: So after I graduated from my university I discovered creating. My goal in creating content is to be honest to be frank is to make some money on the internet so I can stay home comfortably with my daughter so that mm-hmm. we're not just I'm not just putting in all this effort and energy and time and creativity just to put something out that mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a return for. So of eventually, yeah, that's the goal. But I also want on a holistic side, I really want to help young mothers because this generation of new parents, it's so revolutionary. I think that if we can have more conscious parents, more um prepared parents, because before just in my experience, the generations before me, they all kind of seem like they're just kind of figuring it out from their own parents and grandparents and learning from a cultural Mm -hmm. pass down type of thing. But if we can educate ourselves more on what is out there rather than just what we see right in front of us, I think we can be more well-rounded parents and in turn, create a better society because really the children are who are the most important thing. They're Mm -hmm. the ones where they're the reasons we're putting in all this effort. So we need to make sure that we're doing a good job.
0: In a sense, we are redefining the stay-at-home mom role in this modern world. Uh, And actually, I have some very interesting stats uh, uh, that tallied up. And then say from 1960s all the way to 1997, there is a gradual but consistent drop in the percentage of stay-at-home moms. But since the 1997 and then gradually all, all the way till now, there's a gradual increase of the stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home mom nowadays doesn't need to be, you know, just a stay-at-home and attend to the house chores, but they can actually add a lot of value by working remotely, just like yourself. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, I understand, you know, everybody work and then there is financial considerations to it, but at the same time, it is also creating something for itself and leaving some kind of a legacy behind. Um, to put it in the big way. But for you do, you, do you concur these kind of notions?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm always an advocate for um, individuality for any person. But when it comes to mothers and parents, there are a lot of stay at home dads nowadays, too. Yeah, uh, I just don't think we should box anybody in anymore. I think that's so outdated, and it creates a stigma and enforces these stereotypes that just really just suck (laughs) I don't really know what else to say there's a stigma that stay-at-home parents are bored lonely and they spend too much money and they're not doing anything for themselves but I just don't think that's true anymore there's technology there there is education online there are things that you can do just on the side that nobody has to know about but you're doing you're doing something that is for you or that is for your family, the more that we stigmatize these people who stay at home with their kids, the more we reinforce um, this thankless job is not worth doing.
0: There are actually a trend uh, going towards people want to go towards more traditional type of a life. And I actually find uh, this couple, very lovely couple, and they do something called a homestead. So homestead is basically they leave the big city life, they go to, you know, uh, two hours away from a major uh, metropolitan city, Uh, they start to run a farm and really become a little bit more self-sufficient in a way and in a smaller community, they feel the benefit of, you know, uh, there's a lot less debt. And then there's a lot more control of their own health, their own household, spend more quality time and encourage their kids to cultivate this kind of in-person relationship, really. Like, what do you mm-hmm. actually do during the day that is actually building a bonding for her? Uh, so, like, what are, what are your favorite activities together?
1: So, I'm kind of crazy and I have lists. Activities. Oh, that's awesome! I I literally and almost every single day I write out our schedule beforehand because I can't. I've I've learned. I thought I could just function on just like let's just go with the flow, but I cannot because she cannot. So I have lots of activities lined up, and I kind of sort our day in a schedule where she has like an academic time, she has a creativity time, and then we have like a chunk of time. In the afternoon where we have just kind of a toss-up hour like what does she want to do what do i want to do and we just kind of feel it through through that process instead of just thinking like okay we got to do this 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 let's just get all those things done um so we wake up around just give you a quick rundown i wake up at least an hour before her so i can get myself ready start breakfast for myself and coffee do that write some things down write out the schedule for the day, and with my content creation, I'll get some time to edit, some time to edit some photos, um, set videos to be uploaded at certain times. And so I have a little bit of time to catch up on my own life before I start momming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she wakes up around 8, 8.30. Then I have breakfast ready for her when she wakes up. Um, Corey, my partner, gets her gets her ready for the day, and then we she comes and has breakfast. And then around, uh, like, 11, we have, like, quiet time, which is mostly, like, nap time for her right now. But if she wakes up earlier, we just, like, read books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for academic time, this is where I'm stumped a lot because I really love learning about Montessori and Waldorf principles of learning. And so I, I've studied a lot of that on my own and how to have her be more independent and more creative. Um some activities we've done is we'll just play in Mm -hmm. this play space where I have um, open-ended toys for her. We have rainbow snackers, little peg dolls, all different kinds of things like that, where she's not just playing by herself, but we're creating um, something, some kind of small world together. That's one of our favorite things to do. Um, We'll go outside and draw chalk. We'll walk around the neighborhood I'll just follow her and she'll pick flowers it's super sweet cute simple um but most of the time it's just me following her and seeing what she wants to do and creating the environment to nurture that rather than saying we need to do this you need to learn that it's more so Mm -hmm. understanding her and her needs and wants and then me being the not the passenger, but like the co-pilot of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: so you're providing the guidance of uh, the activity Mm -hmm. that she would like to do. I have to say, when Mm I listen to all the activities that you plan for your daughter, I actually feel jealous. Because um, regretfully, that when my daughter uh, was Mm -hmm. at such a young age... um, I feel a little bit emotional because uh, I I wasn't quite there for her because there there is a career choice that I chose um, to Mm -hmm. be further away, and Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't as readily available for her whenever they need me. That's hard. So it's uh, looking back, especially the pictures of her younger age, I feel that is a part that I really missed during her development so mm-hmm. even though at that time like I, I i listened to you say you know she's 18 months old and you're already planning for all these montessori learning activities and then self-teaching um, to be a better parent to guide her through these early education development is amazing
1: i have to really like wake myself up sometimes when i'm doing something with her not because i'm bored but mostly because she's still learning these things and in my mind i know them so you know, I'm just kind of like sitting down and, and watching it and trying not to control everything. But I understand that that feeling of you can't I don't think you should regret anything because you you chose what you chose and it's led you to where you are now. And there's nothing wrong with where you are now. There's nothing wrong with what you did before. I think every like like you should like everyone should always be saying, Do what works best for you, do what works yeah. best for your child. I think I am fortunate enough to have the situation that I am, and I was thrown into this, and I kind of used my personal time on social media to reach out to other young mothers like myself who want to do um, more with the with their own personal careers, with their with their children, um, with having a simplistic lifestyle. Also, there are all different kinds of lifestyles. I'm learning.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we all like we all try our best whenever yes. the circumstances is allowed, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, I I was uh, working uh, in Europe, um, you know, um, previously when she was uh, about three years old. Um, so mm-hmm. for that half a year, it was uh, difficult for me to be away from her, uh, on different continents, but. I tried to make arrangements for her to come over and then we do family trips together. Uh, and I was uh, happy that I can take her to the Peppa Pig's world because that's oh her goodness. favorite cartoon. <laughs> so that day she absolutely had a blast. Uh, and <laughs> I like, uh, you know, I took her onto the London Bridge and then on the London Bridge, I I, I let her see the London Bridge is falling down some.
1: <laughs> it oh was kind of cute. That's awesome. see, yeah. that's what I'm saying is like, even though life takes you different places there's still a way to share that with your child or your children i think you know it's awesome that you're able to live in europe and even though you're far away I, I just want to tell you that doesn't make you any less of a mother at all it doesn't thank you it doesn't discount any efforts that you put in thank you
0: i because uh, you know it's just so great to hear that from another mother uh strange as it may sound I, I often afraid that people would judge me because uh, I, I choose career uh, to be a working mom as well. So sometimes I also feel that insecurity, just like you said, you know, work, uh, stay at home moms may have a stigma, but working moms sometimes have stigma, too. And mm-hmm. it's not fair. So I, I think yeah. that there is a there is a kind of, a, um, you know. Conscious decision from both sides and there is a. Uh, you know, self-doubt from both sides as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I was thinking about that. honest. Honestly, that's kind of where I want to be. I want to be, I want to be able to have this career for myself, but I want to be able to have quality time with my child because I don't, I don't want to have that. I should have done that. Or I should have done this. I should have, you know, pursued this for myself. Why did I stay home? And then, because if you regret any other, any side of it, if you regret going to work, if you regret staying at home, there's resentment. Mm-hmm. And that's not a way to live. That's not a way to be a good parent. If you're not happy, you're not a good, you, you know, you're not being the best parent for your child. I always say, yeah, a happy mom is a good mom. And that's all that really, I think that matters.
0: Actually, I think a lot of the women are mm-hmm. um, thinking about it because there is always, it seems to be a traditional role that you can retreat back to. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether or not that you're, you know, high school educated or your PhD, uh, whether or not you had a successful career previously uh, before your kids or not, it doesn't seem to matter because it, it always seems to be an option as long as you have, uh, you know, financial planning around it. So yeah. it, it's it's a weird in the sense that uh, there is always a constant, you know, little voice at the back of the mind and then say what if I just become a stay-at-home mom? Is that an easier pass out? And I really don't think it is because uh, it's an equal challenging pass when you face, you know, either take the career or stay-at-home mom while building out Mm -hmm. a career, while building out a community impact as well. And I think what you said, a lot of it comes back to how can the society support women more, how can society show more appreciation for mother, not just by talking about it, but is there any training programs, uh, you know, community programs that they can be more inclusive and really providing more opportunities for stay-at-home mom to actualize uh, their additional uh, value in the society because our kids is not going to always be, you know, uh, want us to be coddling her uh they will grow out you know very mm-hmm. quickly actually sooner than you can even imagine and uh, when they are actually more independent from you know the the motherhood and uh we have more time to attend to our own career paths, right now, I see lack of a social arrangement to make this uh uh heart harness this kind of abundant resources and the harvest uh, mm-hmm. you know half of the workforce really.
1: Yeah, I think, because of the global pandemic that's happening right now, businesses are, are seeing that they don't have to pay all of this overhead to have 1000s people in one building for eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day, I don't think that it is practical. After this point, the world is not going to be the same place. Mm-hmm. After this, uh, people are going to realize that they like working from home, if they like working from home, people are going to realize that they can go into the office if their company allows it they can go into the office for six hours a day rather than eight hours a day and then take that time those two hours two hours is two different activities for me during the day Mm -hmm. two hours is like lunch and then school for us (laughs) and if you have two hours with your kid before they have to eat dinner and go to bed there's so much value in that for not only the kid but the parent and then as a as a whole family unit there's there's connectivity there's yeah there's more quality there in the time that you have rather than you rushing through your work day and trying to get home even on the other side of it there's more quality work from these individuals because they know that there's a time that it's that you can go home and they want to put in their best effort for that chunk of time mm-hmm. honestly i think there's a there should be a restructure in how the corporate world is operated i've i've have only seen it for a year firsthand i've only had um, a corporate job for a year but from what i saw i don't think we need to be in an office space or people need to be in an office space for eight hours a day i think there's a lot of mundane Mm -hmm. time there's a lot of standstill time where people are just sitting back and they're exhausted or they don't know what else to do
0: there's also a corporate culture part of the problem um because the traditional corporate culture is that you need to be perceived very devoted, committed to the job, and by mm-hmm. showing that it's not just through um, work result, which is basically mirror based, but there is also face time. I think a culture is a very buzzy word when it comes to you know uh, promoting the company, but then how much value do people really put into that when they choose an employer? Right. And uh, and how Mm -hmm. much they actually carry the value throughout their own practice and business decisions, operation decisions. Uh, And this is uh, really comes to a very critical time when, you know, COVID is uh, a huge stress test because their 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 revenue, their top line is being affected heavily. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Are they going to find flexible ways to accommodate for their workers? provide alternatives, like you said, shorter work hours, work from home arrangements later on when the business is back to normal? And are they going to be still very rigid about how many hours of FaceTime that you need to put into, especially in some traditionally very high-demanding careers? All these will result in a very large backdrop or environment to, to say, how can the society really support women how can the society really support all of these parents or parents to be
1: i agree i think just this conversation alone has really got me thinking about all the different kinds of people who are out there and who don't have the same lifestyle as me and they're struggling with you know after this whole pandemic situation when they have to go back to work in the office what are they gonna feel you know they're gonna yeah. they're gonna miss this time i think i think i'm, I'm gonna miss Corey being here every day, even if he's just sitting at a desk, it's nice to know that he can be that he can get up from his seat and hold her if I need him to. And I think parents who go to work, they're gonna miss this time, even if it's just two hours a day extra that they have with their kids, they're gonna miss it. And if their company will not allow them that flexibility, maybe to negotiate. If obviously this is on a case by case basis, but if they don't allow that flexibility to negotiate that time. Um, and to understand that the time does not equate to output anymore mm-hmm. because of technology and because we don't need to be in front of a person in order to get work done. We can do work on our phones. We can do work on an iPad. We can do work wherever we are. I think if a company can realize that that's not just good for company culture, it's also good for the individuals. And the individuals make up the greater sum. Mm-hmm. If the person is is mentally healthy, if the person is... Um, feeling fulfilled, not only in the workplace, but also in their personal life, they're gonna want to go to work. They're gonna be like, okay, I've had enough family time. I wanna work on this work and I want to, you know, maybe it is to just get a good um, shout out at work, but if that means that they're putting in more effort when they're not in the office space, um, I think employers should be able to recognize that. I think they should be able to recognize that we are in a different, society after this pandemic and
0: And in general, happier, happier employee also means lower stress levels. Low stress level also Mm -hmm. means more creativity and Mm -hmm. it's uh, and a lower, uh, low stress level can also lead to, uh, you know, lower operation risk, really. So Mm -hmm. overall, it is a win-win situation if managed properly and then you can find that balance between, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, focus on productivity uh, versus, you know, a, a happy employee base. And then in fact, I based on my own experience, because I, I think uh, you know, the, the company that I work for, they have a great working culture. Therefore people tend to be more loyal to the employer as well. Even oh, during the yeah. hard times as well, they're willing to take that extra responsibility just to make sure things will be okay when we come out mm-hmm. of it. So yeah. in a sense that the, these, are in, these are things that are very hard to achieve uh, with just the higher salary.
1: I agree. I think with a smaller unit of people working together, I think there's a more innate need to want to have a good outcome for whatever they're working on. Mm -hmm. Like imagine a one person company, that's all them. So they have to do a good job. But say you're a small startup, you're a 15 person company. If one person is lacking in their work ethic and they're overworked, then everybody else would understand. Or if they were overworked, everybody else will understand because they have a personal relationship with Mm -hmm. this person and they'll want to have them come back and refresh and ready to go. And that person who is overworked will want to come back because these are their people. These are the people that are depending on them and they want to show up for them and they want to, you know, have that time to recharge and come back and do the best that they can because they have such a high stake in everything.
0: That is a very well said, Uh, I think today's conversation really has gone deeper than we expected originally. (laughs) So we started with, you know, the stay at home mom motherhood. uh, And then we talked all the way through, you know, how the corporate culture can shift in order to support this shifting mentality, uh, and really be more supportive all the parenting needs and demand while not compromising on their top line. And I, I think we have some very concrete uh, you know points that we can pass along and be worthy yeah. of further discussion even.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think if we can involve some person of high authority and maybe a company in some kind of corporate company, I think they could have a little bit of like a little bit of my piece because I think as a stay-at- home mom, there's a lot of perspective to have there. But and also as a work from home mom, you, I think they could learn so much from just just speaking to a person who is on the front line of the household and on the front lines of the business world. I think there's a lot to be learned.
0: This this is actually great because uh, we do have an upcoming guest speaker who uh, who was a dear friend of mine, and she actually decided to take a career transition uh, after years of working in a big corporation to be a leadership coach. And her transition mm-hmm. moment really became came when she became a mo- mother, and she wanted to give these kind of leadership coach to the corporations talking about how can mother motherhood really um, make people more mature and more ready for a leadership role and this is a part of the effort that i see a lot of people are taking from different angles to influence these decision makers to influence these key stakeholders and help them to understand uh you know the approach can be adjusted for better And I think, you know, that will be another very wonderful conversation to have and uh, stay tuned and uh, we'll definitely keep you updated when that is uh, going to be released.
1: I'm excited to hear. I'm all about women in, in leadership and authority.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I had so much fun chatting with you today, Samantha. And thank you again for being on our podcast and then speaking about your own perspective and stories with all the audience out there.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to share all of the things that are in my brain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to Capstone International's Becoming Parents. More episodes of Becoming Parents can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for free. For informative articles and useful resources, follow us on Facebook at Becoming Parents, Instagram at Becoming.Parents, and Twitter at Becoming Parent 1. If you want to know more about the Samantha, Find her on Instagram at Samstagram. You can also find her links in our show notes. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, stay happy.